<laughs> this is the show. Stay away the hell from my Stay away the hell from my Stay away the hell from my Get out and get out and live. What happens in between my legs is my own business. Cliff and Kendall. Cliff and Kendall. Cliff and Kendall. Forever and always and always and always. It's a scary night in the woods in the West Special Town Woods. It's been a hot day during the day in the woods. Oh my heavens, the language is turning up the temperature even higher. Kendall's got... Can't help it, Cliff. No left to give. Hey, I saw this video somebody said online. They were like, her therapist told her, you have a certain, like you have fuck bucks every day. And they're like, certain amount of fuck bucks you have that you can give. What are you saying? No. You have butt fucks every day. Fuck bucks. Like money. Like fuck bucks. Fuck bucks. Okay. I don't think it's legal to do that, Kendall. That sounds... Anyway, you're giving these away all day, and then you run out of them. So it says, like, be careful what you give a fuck about, because you're going to give all your fuck bucks away. That's a very lewd and vulgar way of just saying what Joe D. Messina said years ago, my give-a-damn's busted. Okay? Well, you know, Cliff, different therapy works for different people. It's That sounds like shock therapy, that, that therapy. But this is a <laughs> shock scary night for the shock jocks here in the booth. And, Kendall, would you please just paint a picture because I've just got to sit over here. I have some marshmallows still on my fingers from those s'mores that we made a little bit ago and I'm going to try to get them off. I got some stuff on my dinger. It's all sticky. Is that all from the first set of s'mores or when you said you wanted some more s'mores? I consider it all just continual s'mores being (laughs) made. (laughs) Congealed mess. All right, Cliff, we are here. We are here at the Wimbledon Campground in the West Busheltown Woods, Cliff. It's beautiful. It's got we've got a nice little lake over there with a lot of drive up spots you could park an RV at. There's not a lot of RVs out, obviously. No. um, And we're over on the other side where where you can set up tents and we have our booth, of course, set up here with the campfire. And we're set up really our campsite is set up really close to the, you know, shower pavilion over there. Where you got to go well, in there. I think pavilion is a is a very big word for what is I can only refer to as a closet in the middle of nowhere with a shower hose and a toilet. Well, you know, and they're both connected. And so I went into the, there the other day because I thought I'm going to take a shower. And of course, I had on shoes and everything because I was thinking how disgusting it would be to step in there. But oh, yeah. I went in. Charles the contractor's in the floor, and they're taking like a. He's filling it up, trying to get it, the water to rise on the floor to take a bath. And there was like cigarette butts floating Ugh. in there. It was sort of gray. I won't tell you what he was doing when I went in there. Uh, it was Well, the toilet's right there. So he's probably blowing it up. I know. He's, it was called a shitting shower. But, Kendra, you got speaking of giving a shit and all the, the foul language, my excellent album <laughs> that, you know, it hasn't come out yet, but you've heard some of the songs Charles I've the Contractor, you know, was the producer, and you you love them unequivocally. You've said, 
And so what, what was one of your favorites that you've heard so far from the yet-to-be-released album, in parentheses? Well, first of all, I will say that I was expecting a lot more saw noises and things coming from a contractor DJ, but oh, no. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that it wasn't. No, it's, it, this um, stuff is made for Top 40. It's made to unseat Bieber and Taylor Swift and, you know, all of those types. Oh, yeah. Well, so I think... Some of my favorites. Um, I mean, are, I, I, you don't want me to tell the songs yet, do you? Like, am I giving things away? No, you can say it's fine. Oh, okay. Uh, well, well I, Cliff, some of my favorites were, uh, um, of course, "Nighttime Makes Me Pee" because that song is just like it's already close to my heart. Oh, it's a great. So one. I love that one. It's a great one. That's probably going to be a single. Uh, and the "I'm Dracula," the vampire. That one has a great tune to it. Yep, I'm holding on to um, that one. Going to release that one. To radio, meaning I'll walk some CDs over to Rye 99 in October. Uh, that's a more seasonal. I don't know the name of this other one, but it's the one that's your Kanye song. Oh, God's Perfect Voice. Bow down. And then in parentheses, God's Perfect Voice. Yeah. God's Perfect Voice. I, that's, yeah. th- that's one of my favorites, yes. I, I understand now, you know, a lot of albums, they have those songs like, I'm the greatest. I have, And it's because after you've heard yourself for so many days, you're like, well, damn, I am the best. And I do have God's perfect voice. And that's doubtlessly what critics will be saying. That's what Pitchfork's going to say when they get their hands on the album. And again, I'm going to be dropping the whole album. going to give it away for free to our podcast listeners. Not to just people who listen on the radio. But to our exclusive online podcast You're listening You're so giving, audience. Cliff. I am still giving. I'm, I'm basically Jimmy Carter building houses over here, basically. And, but anyway, Kendall, it's enough about my new groundbreaking Better Than Thriller album, in parentheses, coming soon to Mrs. Potter Butter Turn Store, and then progressively everywhere. Do you care? I said I would in the dark of the night as I flew through the sky over... What the hell are we doing here in the middle of the night at 9.30 p.m. in the woods at night? Well, we are camping that we've talked about, and later we're going to be telling some spooky ghost stories after the break. So stick around for that, listeners. If if you don't already have an incentive to stay, now you got one. Um, oh, I heard a ghost ringing a bell out there. Oh, but that rings a bell. Right now we're talking about something that is also a little bit scary, Cliff. Oh. It's it's a it's a mini countdown of. The scariest foods. So scary. They should all be in ghost stories themselves. <laughs> they should. Kendall, did you realize how scary all the foods would be in the world when you oh, said about this no. episode? No. I didn't know it. I didn't know it. Now you do. So now you got to act what? as if you do know. Yes. Why don't you start us out, Cliff, with some scary food? Because it's a countdown, and the ceremonial part of a countdown is to flip a space coin. Oh, I forgot the flip coin. It's okay, this coin. is just our 300th one. You know, uh, it's never too late uh, to forget, Cliff. Here we go. Uh, Call it. Tails. Heads. I think I'll start us out instead. Alright, Cliff. Now these things. Oh, I wish I could show you a picture, but you'll blorch right on the air, so I won't. Tuna eyeballs, Cliff. 
Have you seen tuna eyeballs? No. How how do they serve them? Just in a martini glass? Well, I don't know. This the pictures that I found. They are in a what looks like a brownie baking pan with a lot of like just slime in the bottom of it <laughs> and like six tuna eyeballs that are as big as grapefruits, like huge. Oh, these are Ooh, big fish. So I guess. nasty. Okay. Oh, they're so nasty. It says they are rich in omega-3 fatty acids, but they make quite a gory sight. Uh, where do they eat these? Where can I, our listeners order and, up some? Well, Cliff, I'm sure you could order them anywhere. You could you, you know, overnight them from anywhere. But they serve these most, uh, most commonly in Japan. Now, we don't want to food shame anybody for eating these weird, terrible things. Oh, I'm not shaming anybody. I'm just saying, woo. But these are some scary, strange things that we're eating. Well, and I've got some things that are not only just scary to look at, but some things that can fucking kill you, too. Oh, need a razor blade. That would be, what if it was, what if our whole countdown of scary foods was just inanimate <laughs> objects you shouldn't eat? Well, I'm surprised I'm not saying those. You'd be vetoing every one of them. Ugh, number five. Kendall, oh, ugh. This makes me want to put on a kilt and play me uh, those things that they play. The, the, where the, the, what are What's those happened? things? Are you doing an accent? What are the things that they play the, in the kilts and they're playing the, the, the bagpipes? bagpipes? Kendall, as I get older, it takes are me you a leprechaun? two minutes to think of the word that I need now. <laughs> bagpipes. It would have come sooner or later, but I'm glad you were here in a pinch. And when the Scottish people put down their bagpipes and hitch up their kilts, they go and ask for a big plate full of haggis, a very scary oh. food. <laughs> Kendall, did you, did you know this? I did know about it, yes. Well, haggis goes back as far as Homer's Odyssey, that book that you always planned to read. Well, you were planning until you realized it wasn't related to The Simpsons. But the Scots have officially claimed haggis since 1787. Kendall, they've been making it, and they have seen no reason yet to stop. It is. Oh, they didn't, did they? <laughs> it's made of sheep heart, lungs, and liver, and it is encased in the sheep's stomach, boiled for three hours, and then served with some turnips and taters. And people love it, Kendall, with a shot of whiskey. Most say you need a shot of whiskey to lube yourself up to take the haggis before the old thing shows up. Kendall, how's... I just wanted... You know, I, if, if you're going to eat some animal, I, you should use all the parts. And you should... You should, but oh, how strange in human history that people thought well we have this stuff left over what if we chop it up and put it back into the stomach and boil it for three hours well waste not want not waste not want not kendall that's the message of that story yes it is Oh, oh, we've, we've got the fire roaring to a wonderful glow. Oh, yes. It's a lovely night. The children are finally asleep in their tents. Oh, shut the door. Oh. Bugs are getting in. Oh, the bugs terrible. are. Kendall, he's still carrying those bird mites around on him. Well, I feel like they're gone, but they, I keep itching. Well, you've got... There's something all over you, and I don't know if it's crumbs or mites or... 
Oh, that's chocolate. Okay. 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 But any, okay. so you guys, you okay. made the fire. We made the s'mores. Okay. And so what else do we need to get ready before the big ghost story tell-off in the second half of the show? No, dear. Everything is set. We're just going to go sit by the fire and eat a few s'mores until you're ready, dear. <laughs> yes. If you so, if you could hurry this along, boys. You know, we'd all like to get to bed at a respectable hour this evening. Okay. Well, we will. Uh, but what? You could read some Bible verses or something while you're waiting. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Yes, I should, dear, should we use my Bible or your Bible or ask Crockpot <laughs> or Charles the Contractor for their Bibles? Why don't, why don't we use both of ours, dear, and we can read to each other? That sounds like a great idea, definitely. Reading from the Bible, just going to make the time fly, and we'll be out there <laughs> soon after we talk about these scary foods. Guys, so scary. Oh, dear, nothing too scary for us. <laughs> Charles, do you have a Bible on you, boy? Oh, no. Oh, that's some scary food to swallow. Right that's there. a bitter pill, Kendall. <laughs> bitter pill did not make the list, Cliff. Did not. Number. But what if number one was the bitter oh. pill? The scariest food. <laughs> that would also be vetoed. All right. No, Cliff, yeah. number four. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen this on TV before. This is, I've seen a lot of videos of a lot of different, um, you know, foods from around the world. And like you said, I'm, I would never shame any culture for anything because they, that's what they're used to eating. Well, and how adventurous of them to, it's like walking a tightrope. It's, they're being courageous eating these things. I only want to eat the safe things like yeah. Twinkies and chocolate chip cookies and Doritos, cake yeah. and ice cream. Yeah, Doritos, although some of the flavors are too bold now. But every every time I've seen this on TV, I just, I, ooh, I can't. Cliff, it's a uh, Korean delicacy. It's live baby octopus and they're seasoned with sesame oil and seasoned seeds and the suction cups are still active when they're eating them so that it can even cause a serious choking hazard. I just, I can't get, I can't get it no, can't do no, it. No, when when you tell me about that, Kendall, I just become that meme of Oprah with when she's talking to Harry and Meghan, where she just puts her hands up like, no, <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. That's the way I feel about it too, and that is number four on the list: live baby octopus. And again, kudos to the adventurous eaters out there. But I, I don't care if I ate a bucket of chicken every night. I don't necessarily want to eat anything that's currently moving i think well absolutely i think that would not Ooh. be anything i could do stomach <laughs> couldn't stomach that kendall <laughs> got it got it get it got it good kendall number the next one what is it number three number three kendall this is a delicacy so scary how terrifying that this could become a delicacy in places like Southeast Asia and Mexico City, where they often refer to this as Mexico caviar ant larva. <laughs> Kendall, after an ant hatches, it transforms into a pearly white lava. Sometimes when people say, let me see your pearly whites, they mean give me some ant larva for a snack. And they... <laughs> But sometimes, you know, people thought, hey, this white stuff looks good. And they say the texture is like risotto and the taste depends on the chef's creation. So I guess you just got to add a lot of ketchup to it or something. But anyway, Kendall, if you're in Mexico and you're offered some caviar, Mexico caviar, take a good look. You might be eating 
ant larvae, and if so, ask for some ketchup to go along with it. Oh, I'm gonna need a lot of A1 sauce or something. A1. Oof. I can't think, I almost put fermented soybeans on the list because they were so gross when I accidentally, or on purpose, ordered them from the sushi place that time. <laughs> they were just so disgusting, and even the thought really makes me gag. <laughs> it really, really does. Almost as much as this whole countdown. This whole countdown. The listeners are like, this countdown is kind of making me gag, too. <laughs> well, everyone of them makes them gag. But just take it. It'll it'll be just fine. Just take it. Just swallow it. Number, yeah. <laughs> number two on our list of scary, terrifying food. This one, Cliff, of all the foods, of all the things to eat, this is the one that Of all I, the foods I've eaten before. I, I would I would rather be skinny and not eat food ever again than to eat... Oh, I got chills just about to talk about it. If I'm talking, of course, about a fried spider from Cambodia. Uh-oh. They are... Whew, they are crunchy on the outside, soft and chewy on the inside. They are... Cambodians who flock to the town of Skuan, north of Fomfin, to dine on spiders specifically, that is, Thai zebra tarantulas. They are tossed in a mix of garlic and salt and then skillet fried to perfection. They're about three inches long and they cost about eight cents, which makes them an affordable meal. So. Mm. The, the whole, you eat, uh, is a, all right. Can't do to. Evidently they're good for people with back aches or breathing problems. Well, hey, it's, you know, there's spiders everywhere as we've covered. You're never, same way you're never fully dressed without a smile, you're never fully four feet from a spider. So, you know. There's one in my shower right now. There's something in your shower and it's been in there for hours. Kendall, number one is going to have to wait because we've simply got to do whatever segment is next. And that is... Kendall, oh. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me, me? Me, Are you talking to me? Cliff, I am talking to you. That I am, Cliff. I've got some quotes for you. I hate cul-de-sacs. There's only one way out, and the people are kind of weird. The Burbs. That's correct, Cliff. The Burbs. That was Vic the Garbage Man. Uh, I knew it wasn't Cougar Town the movie, the only future (laughs) cul-de-sac related movie, so it had to be The Burbs. All right, Kendall. You're going to go through life thinking that girls don't like you because you're a nerd. And I want you to know from the bottom of my heart, that won't be true. It'll be because you're an asshole. Uh... Cliff, was that clueless? No, but that answer was clueless. That was <laughs> the movie The Social Network. Oh, don't you hate oh. Mark Zuckerberg? I just deleted totally my Facebook account. Totally, it's gone. Oh, did you? Don't tag me, Kendall, because I'm not there. I won't be tagging you anytime soon, Cliff, on all the times that I'm never on Facebook. I don't want Mark Zuckerberg to get one red cent from me. Oh, I'm sure he is in other ways. No, he's not. All my, I give my paycheck directly to Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> the rug really tied the room together. That wasn't the spirit of the rug. That was the... Was it the small Lebowski or the big Lebowski? Uh, which one was it? The big one! 
one. Okay, we'll give it to you, even though you couldn't decide which one. It's you got it. The big one. It's Kendo. the big one. Always go for the big one, Cliff. Always. Kendo, I've been a poor man and I've been a rich man, and I choose rich every fucking time. <laughs> the belt was mine, not part of the quote. Oh, that, well, I almost had it then. Um, uh, Glyph was at the Wolf of Wall Street. Yes, it was. Are you serious? Did you Google that quote while I was not no, looking No, I swear over to God, here? I just threw that out, like, not thinking I would get anywhere close. No, it was the Wolf of Wall Street. Um, wait, what was the thing I was going to say at first, just so you can see how off I was going to be? You're like uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast. The, the first thing I was going to say was Hudsucker Proxy. That's how off I would have been. And I was like, wait a minute, what what movie had like money in it? And I thought, well, it was Wall Street. Well, Kendra, we love that peek into your process. What is the next one? When Chekhov saw the long winter, he saw a winter bleak and dark and bereft of hope. Yet we know that winter is just another step in the cycle of life. But standing here among the people of Fuxatani and basking in the warmth of their hearts heart of hearts i couldn't imagine a better fate than a long and lustrous winter oh kendall was that the one of the most prevalent punxatani set films i've ever seen groundhog day you are correct all right kendall i didn't realize i had fuxatani fuxatani uh right there in the question Oh, Kendall, don't don't go spending a fuck buck on that. I won't. What's the most you ever lost on a coin toss? Um, uh, that no country for old men. Yes. Why are you googling, Kendall? I was looking at a shooting star <laughs> over there, and I think the you're most, googling. The most famous quote from that movie is like, uh, "Call it. You've been calling it your whole life." Is the whole coin toss thing. Man, oh. I'm, just, I'm just on fire today. On fire. fire. On fire next to this real-life campfire right outside the booth. I'm no longer talking to you, no. Um, then I guess I'll stop talking to you. Thank God. God? Thank <laughs> God. It is true. My heavens. God? Uh, now, what is Charles doing over there what in the woods? is Charles? Oh. Oh, he's just peeing on that. Whatever that is. What's oh, he peeing on? God. Uh, it looks like an old tombstone or something. Uh-oh. We're, this... Let's hope it's not. Let's hope he doesn't piss his spirits off before <laughs> we start telling ghost I stories. I they didn't... Did their friend Wimbledon build this campground on an old burial plot? Charles peeing on tombstones out in the woods? That's not a That's good sign. That's all we need. That's all we need. Um, all right, Cliff. That's it's what's that movie quote for, for pol- from Poltergeist? You sold the houses, but you didn't move the graves. <laughs> you took down the Idiots. whatever. Do you remember that quote? I remember it. I don't remember exactly what it was. Oh, googling fingers aren't quite as quick now that the game <laughs> has ended. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Kendall, number one, the number one scariest food. Speaking of my future hit Halloween single. I'm Dracula, in parentheses, the vampire. When you go to Ireland, this is what Dracula would order. And this is what you might order <laughs> if you're feeling vampish. Black pudding. Kendall, have black you... Black pudding. Have you heard of this? It sounds scary, like something they'd eat in the black cauldron. But that's what it really is, is pig's or cow's blood 
cooked with a filler until the blood congeals. And it's in Britain, France, and Germany, and it's a staple of Irish cuisine. So if you go to the Irish branch of Staples, they have it there. Don't let the name fool you, though. It's like one of the, you know, it's one of those European puddings. It's not a delicious Jello pudding. It's a black pudding. It looks a lot like sausage. It's served in a sausage casing or an intestine. And Kendall, I find it terrifying. Don't worry, I didn't think I didn't think it was a delicious pudding. Oh, okay. The way you're I think it's it. the number one scariest food in all the land. It is like blood jello. Sorry, I had to throw up a little bit over here. Oh, Kendall, get that out of the booth. I'm glad Mr. Snobbum had a bowel attack earlier. I'd be smelling that vomit over there. Yeah, luckily our noses have just gone blind to the smell of irritable bowel syndrome. Our booth is a lot like those Febreze commercials where it's somebody sitting (laughs) in a dump. Or nose blind. Yeah, it's a landfill and they spray Febreze and they say that they're on the beaches of Waikiki or whatever. We'd never get to the Waikiki part. But we're the first part before the Febreze has been sprayed. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say we're just on some old smelly beach. On some old smelly beach? No, Kendall, we're just some old smelly bitches. <gasps> and is there? Any, I've got to tell a ghost story. I got to get my voice warmed up. I have to get my nerve steeled up to hear these ghost stories. I got to get another s'more. And I've got to go to the bathroom. Uh, but I don't want to go take a dump in that shower toilet thing in the over there at the pavilion i'm just gonna go over to where ever charles was peeing and poop there that's safe right i would suggest a different spot but sure Well, i'll investigate if i end up pooping on a gravestone i'll let you know who it was and how long they've been dead oh okay yeah that'll really piss them off all right we'll take a break and we'll be right back after this this has been a great show so far and i'm told it only gets better Stay tuned for more Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast. All over the world, the word for great coffee flavor is Nescafe. We're the world's favorite brand of instant coffees. In America, Nescafe's great flavor comes two ways. We're the world's best-selling two. Nescafe regular and the red label. If Nescafe can please the whole wide world. And now Nescafe decaffeinated in the green label. We can sure please you. Same kind of flavor. Nescafe regular, Nescafe decaffeinated. What's your pleasure? And we're back. It's Cliff and Kindle time. No friends there, you don't got nothing for that one. Oh, Kendall, my genius songs, better than Thriller album. It, they just get stuck in my head, and I can't stop singing them. 
I just hope that when you accept the award at the Grammys for that one, that I am I am able to come up on the stage and get a Grammy too, since I inspired that song. Well, I've already spoken about how you were barely involved in that. You just said that once, like someone has said, have a nice day one time. I think it's a bit more than that. I think the cool thing now is to be like, no, the awards are not up to my standards. I refuse to accept the awards. I'm boycotting. So <laughs> Until Jake Gyllenhaal gets an Oscar. <laughs> right. So when there is a landslide for my album, in parentheses, I will have to not be there and not pick it up. I'll just send Sasheen Littlefeather in my place. I'll, I'll accept in your uh, in your play in your honor, Cliff. Okay. No, because if you went, people would just assume it was me, and <laughs> they wouldn't know the difference. They're like, so well, my Cliff, protest would came. be for nothing. He came. Yeah, he was so, eating cake while he was accepting. That was him. No, see, can't have that. Can't have it. All right, Cliff. Is it time for some ghost stories? We're going to go out and take all our stuff out here, right? To the campfire. We're going to have to. Now, Kendall, really quickly, before we do ghost stories, I think we need to do a little bit of helping people. Real quick. Oh, a little, little housekeeping. Let's help some Just people. Get it out of the way. Our listeners, they've written us letters. They're thinking, will they help me this week? And for two of them, we're going to just go ahead, take away the anticipation, and help you. Oh my god, all this um, campfire smoke keeps wafting over here. Oh, campfire smoke. Alright, Cliff, here we go. Uh, We'll go first. I'll start this out. Okay. Started. Started. Okay. Starting here. Starting now. Dear Cliff and Kendall, I am a 30-year-old married woman. My job requires a lot of domestic travel, which I love. My parents continue to ask what uh, that I quote check in whenever I fly and often text or call asking me where I am even though I provide them my schedule I feel this indicate uh, this indicates a lack of confidence that I can take care of myself they frame it as quote they love me or they care but to me it feels like a constant put down I know it doesn't take long to respond but every time I do I feel like a child it's not as though they are in a position to help me if something did go wrong I would be forced to handle it myself regardless (gasps) I have tried reasoning with them, but it hasn't worked. Can you please help me uh, explain to them what a normal adult-child relationship looks like and we can stop arguing and I can feel like a capable woman I am? And that's signed Capable Woman in in Busheltown, Cliff. Help her out. (gasps) Help! (laughs) Sorry, I was thinking about fermented soybeans for just a second. Started coming back up. Kendall, I've zoned out a little bit as you read that letter. I was looking over there, and it's just so hot in this booth. And I'm thinking about having to sit in front of that fire in the heat. And I'm wondering what lengths I might have to go to to cool off. Um, I think, you know, just spread love and don't worry too much about your problem. Maybe take your mind off of it by listening to a cool new album that comes out. New songs that'll, you know... Oh, speaking of new songs, you know, I've decided on this episode, I will debut the second single from the album, in parentheses. I thought it went well enough with our Ghost Stories show. It's called, in parentheses, Put Me On, and then out of parentheses, Unsolved Mysteries. It's one of the best ones. Have have you heard that one, Kendall? I I haven't heard heard all of them. I I haven't heard all of them yet, no. Yeah, it's... 
it's one of the great ones. It's one of, you know, they're all, uh, you know, anyway. Anyway, they're, it's coming at the end of the show. So patient listeners, you get a sneak peek of the single that'll be no doubt all over Rye 99 in days. That's a reason to stick around to the end of the show. As if you needed a reason. A lot of people were just about to turn off, but then when you said that, they're like, oh, well, that is a reason. Uh, okay. Maybe, maybe I'll stay around. Okay. <laughs> you know, I've got a letter. It's wrapped in plastic. Oh, yeah, I got to get plastic. I wish you'd read it. Oh, okay. I was in plastic. <laughs> I had to get it out. All right, here we go. Oh, let's now it's doing something weird. This whole letter here, what's happening? Dear Cliff and Kendall, you got it upside down. That's what's going on. Oh, that was it. I was trying. I was. It said like you're truly yours, but upside down. Dear Cliff and Kendall, <laughs> a friend I really like has been extremely helpful babysitting my four-month-old son every once in a while. The problem is, she informed me that she rubs my child's gums and lets him chew on her fingers. I find this gross and strange and scary like a ghost story. Clean fingers or not, I'd prefer she not do this, Cliff and Kendall. She only has them a couple hours at a time and he has teething toys. Kendall, Cliff, am I overreacting? If not, how do I politely inform my friend that I'd rather she not Put her fingers in my baby's mouth. I can't think of a way to explain it that wouldn't offend her. <gasps> and that says yours truly, <gasps> Afraid in Akron. Kendall, help that person. Now look, uh, you know I'm OCD, and I don't want anybody sticking their fingers in my mouth. I would have a problem with that. But if it's my baby, like babies put their mouth on all kind of things. Like... I think they're naturally going to grab whoever's taking care of them and put their fingers in the mouth anyway. I mean, maybe I'd be like, don't rub her gums. But I don't think it's a problem if her fingers go in her mouth. It's not a big deal. All right, so your advice is chill out. Just chillax. <gasps> chill out. Good God. Yeah. All right. Helped. Put him in the helped pile. Kid, the helped pile is piling up. I was just about to say, I love seeing that big old pile of help that we've, we've put into the world. It is it's a big like, pile of help. When we when we die, Cliff, and we show up at the pearly gates, and St. Peter's like, hey, here's these macaroni and cheese fried balls that you wanted, Kendall. And I ate them, and then they're like, look at look at this list of stuff that you guys did to help. It's in the helped pile. It looks great. Yeah. When we say, dear Lord, what have we done to be worthy of eternal heaven? And they're going to point to the pile. That's what they're going to do. Help pile. That's a pile of help. They're going to question why you just call it eternal heaven. Because <laughs> it's heaven forever. Heaven forever. That's the tagline Do you think heaven is underneath. temporary, Kendall? <laughs> no, do you just... think you get there and then you have to leave? You're no, but addicted? it just sounded... Heaven forever sounds more like a senior living home. Like heaven forever. No, wrong. Debunked. <laughs> Nobody would ever put their senior adult parent. Oh, hey, a new. What's the new home called? Heaven forever. <laughs> That's like saying the you know Rotted Gate Cemetery over there. I didn't say it was There's, a good name. Okay. No, anyway. you didn't. To clarify, you did not stipulate it was a good name, and I give you that. And can we it's get something to even more scary? Cool than that? in the pool. Yes. For God's sake, let's Ghost take this shit. Stories, okay. Take it out. Oh. Watch the. Watch the. You watch the door. Your fat ass is the I one right one next to it. I was the big end of this thing. You have to watch the door. 
I know you got a big end over there. I seen it. Oh. All right. Was right in my nose. Okay. Okay. Yeah, quit, get your nose out of there. All right, here we are, Bob. Oh, Kendall, I'm sorry, it's too hot. It's too. Oh, it's I got to take my shirt off. To begin with. It's too hot out here by the fire. Did we bring the portable air conditioner? I requested. No, Kendall. All we have is the fire. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Okay, we have a fire and there's no breeze. Wait, are they it's, coming it's over okay. here? Are you guys coming over here? Oh, oh, oh. Yes, boys. Sorry, I was I was roasting a marshmallow bar. Oh, it was oh, wonderful. Me. Oh, oh, oh. oh, it's a little chilly no out problem. here. You might want to add another log to the fire. <laughs> oh my God, no, it's it not, not chilly. chilly. <laughs> it is so hot out here. I disrobed. Oh, dear, you boys are always running I, so hot. I think hot. you might have to have that checked out, boys. <laughs> I don't know why you're so hot. It's a very Cool breezy evening here in the woods. Not Cliff, with your shirt off, me. I'm worried that uh, like a hunter might come by and think you're a wild animal and kill. They us might. All. They might think I'm a white bear. One of the <laughs> one of the North African white bears. A gray gorilla. <laughs> all right, Cliff. Um, who's gonna go first with these wonderful ghost stories we got? Oh, who's on first? Who's gonna go first? I don't know. How do we usually decide these things, Kendall? I don't know, like a space coin or something. <laughs> Do we space coin it? I think we use a ghost coin or... Oh, I have a ghost perhaps coin. we just need too. to pray for guidance, boys. Well, you guys no. pray and I'll flip the ghost coin. Cliff, All uh, right, that's good. <laughs> okay. But how we do this? Because we have four people. So, uh, uh, <laughs> Boys, I've received a message <laughs> from the Lord after my prayer. <laughs> and it seems that Candle Boy has been chosen by the Lord himself to go oh, first anointed. in our ghost stories. <laughs> in a way. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So I'm anointed. All right. <clears throat> Thus saith the Lord, Kendall goes first. All right, and we're going to settle in. I'm terrified and hot as hell. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> I'm terrified of how hot you are. Cliff and Mr. Snodbottom. You have no idea how many people tell me that every day, <laughs> that they are terrified of how hot I am. Do you guys know the statue of the old mule flappy in town square? <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and nothing scary or ghostly about the old mule flappy statue. We've had many photographs of Fonky and Opie taken there and many beautiful days. Well, that's what makes yes. this so scary because you didn't know anything uh, about it. Oh, no. You may not know the darker story because one night a group of guys were walking home from work when a couple of the guys dared one of them to go over and steal the old mule flappy's tail. From the statue. After much pushing and urging, the guy finally decided to do it. And just to show, you know, that he was a strong, capable male, and he was the alpha male of the group. So he goes over and he does it, and he steals the tail, and he takes it home. Toxic with him. masculinity. Got to do it. Got to show that toxic masculinity. <clears throat> over the next few nights, the guys could, or the guy could swear that he heard this mule screeching outside of his house. <laughs> oh dear, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Probably just a stray mule. Well, that's civil <laughs> around thought. town. He thought he was just imagining things. Then he started to be, uh, begin seeing things in his house. He just happens to see the outline of a shadow in his house, but when he looked, nothing was there. And then he started to hear noises at night in the house. And eventually, he gets so freaked out that he goes to check in at the hotel down the street. Couldn't do it. Couldn't live in his house anymore. This does not stop the terror, though. Security footage shows the ghost of a mule 
entering the elevator and traveling up to the suite later that night. Well, screams were heard coming from the room. The man was never heard or seen again. But the old mule Flappy, he still has his tail on the town square statue. I don't know if I believe it, Kendall. I don't think a ghost of a mule would show up on security footage. I think if it did, all security footage everywhere would just be riddled with ghosts. Well, that's what you think, Cliff. This was a -a (laughs) once-in-a-lifetime experience. I thought it was a heartwarming story. It was. I won't debunk it. I was just kidding. I was being. I think I was possessed there by the spirit of Ooh. other ghost stories. Possessed. <laughs> All right, now, I, Mr. Snowbomb, you're getting out your notes over there. That, that mean you're you're ready for the next story. Are you anointed? Oh, I think I'll volunteer to go next, boys. You know, remember, Sugarlump, they always say it's better to volunteer than to be drafted. Oh, yes, you're quite right. Oh, yes. All right, listen, then the, yeah. All right, let's, go, let's get going here. Let's, I'm ready for a scary story. You, you, you volunteered. <laughs> let's go. Let's hear it. All right. This is a true ghost story, boys. <laughs> it involves my Uncle Pepperoni when he was a child and a friend of his named Timothy. <laughs> it seems that one night Timothy was over visiting my Uncle Pepperoni for a young boy's sleepover. <laughs> and you know how boys can be, can't you boys? And dear, of course. I do. I'm familiar. Kendall, do you have a lot of boys will be boys sleepovers when you were young? That boys will be boys. Oh, that's what I always say as well about boys. Well, it seems my Uncle Pepperoni and his friend Timmy, well, they were playing a little spooky game that was very popular at the time. It was called Bloody Beulah. Oh, oh, oh. Very scary. Do you remember that sugar lump, Bloody Beulah? Oh, dear. That that game scared me to death. Oh, that does sound really scary. What what do you, what how, what do you have to do? Kendall might want to play it later. All right. Well, what you do is you stand in front of your bathroom mirror at midnight on the dot, and you say, "Bloody <laughs> Beulah, Bloody Beulah, Bloody Beulah." Three times in a row, and oh, the ghost of a very evil cow that once killed an entire farmer's family will come to you in the bathroom and moo. Well, it seems that's what's supposed to happen, but on this night, nothing happened. They stood in the mirror chanting, Bloody Beulah, Bloody Beulah, Bloody Beulah. And still, <laughs> nothing happened, Sugarlump. So my Uncle Pepperoni and his friend Timothy, they went to bed, and of course they were laughing as boys do. <laughs> and they thought it was just an innocent child's game. But the very next morning, when my Uncle Pepperoni woke up, he looked over, and his friend Timothy was no longer there. And oh, yes, he innocently assumed that Timothy had gone home in the night or early in the morning to milk his own cow. But several hours later, Timothy's mother showed up, wondering where Timmy was, and he'd never shown up at home, boys. Well, that's awful. Oh, God. 
That is awful. And it's not over yet. Oh, no. <laughs> well, it seems while Timmy's mother was there in the farmhouse eating a piece of cake that my Uncle Pepperoni's mother had offered her, they started... Now you've got my attention. They started to hear a terrible mooing from the barn outside. So they naturally all rushed to the side of my Uncle Pepperoni's cow there in the barn. Her name was Tilly, boys. And Tilly... (laughs) Was she okay, dear? You could say yes, and you could say no. For it seemed in that (laughs) moment that Tilly was giving birth. Oh, and with the help of everyone there, including my Uncle Pepperoni and Timmy's mother, they helped deliver a newborn calf. And after the calf was born, there was something else inside. It was... Tim- was another baby calf? No, it was Timothy, my <laughs> Uncle Pepperoni's friend, who had somehow disappeared <laughs> mysteriously in the night, only to be reborn. Through a cow in the morning. Oh, and it's all it a true. Miracle, dear. It's all true, boys. Every word. Oh, that is that it's sort of a miracle, sort of a nightmare, all of them combined. I only believe it if they got that cow on security footage. On security. Ah, that stuff doesn't show up on that stuff, Kendall. <laughs> And then it doesn't prove anything. Also, there was no technology available for any kind of security footage during my (laughs) Uncle Pepperoni's youth. (laughs) No, no way. It was just a joke. I was just being funny, Mr. Steinbaum. Well, no wonder he wouldn't be expecting that. (laughs) Depends on who you ask. (laughs) Right, Kendall, and you never know until you ask. And I want to ask, will you favor us, Mrs. Potter-Butter-Butter-Turn, with a ghost story? Yes, I have a wonderful story to recite to you, dear. Oh, good luck, Shalom. Oh, I'm ready for it. I can't wait. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, Daffodil. Okay. <clears throat> well, there once was a beautiful woman named Mildred, and she was very well known in her community. She was a God-fearing, church-going woman, and everyone loved and admired her. Now, her and her friend Ruby had heard that a haunted church just two hours away from their house existed. And the local kids always drove out to see this church on weekends to, to get a thrill or a scare. <laughs> well, Mildred was tempted by Ruby to go to the church and see if the legends were true. You see, dears, evidently there was a Bible that sits on the altar that cannot be picked up. So Mildred and Ruby, they drove out to the church hours away carrying their own Bibles for protection. Because, <laughs> you know, Daffodil, you have to have your own Bible for protection. Oh, amen to that, Sugarlump. Yeah, when they got there, something sinister was definitely in the air. They could feel the evil that lurked all around Ooh. the church. Mildred slowly approached, and the Bible was sitting there on the altar, and dear sheep picked it up with no trouble. Ruby was in shock. <laughs> You see, Mildred knew that if she had the love of the Lord on her side, she could withstand any battle. <laughs> so Mildred and Ruby went back to their own church and told the story. Oh, and, and they told the story of how they went out to pick up that Bible. Now, wasn't that just a lovely story? Oh, that's sort of a Holy Ghost story there. Oh, it was. It's like got the Holy Spirit all that's over. That's good. That gives a little variety to the ghost stories. I like it. Terrifying. Yes, do you have to have a little bit of everything for everyone? For sure. Now, my ghost story, unfortunately, Mr. Snobbottom stole my thunder a little bit because this is also a true ghost story that happened to Terry the Temp. She told me 
Oh. Just a, you know, a few days ago that she had been in Washington, D.C. or Mount Vernon. Where's Mount Vernon? That's where she was. I don't know where it is. Um, Virginia or something? Once. Let's see. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. Kendall, pull out your phone. Well, it, hold on. I don't know if I've got any service here. Oh, boys. I, I, I'm not sure, boys. It's very relevant to the story. Mount Vernon, Virginia. Okay, so they were in Virginia, and you know, Terry the Temp, she's a big, big collector of George Washington memorabilia. Anybody who knows her Loves knows it. that, and so she, of course, went to the George... She even got a tooth from his dentures. She does, a slave tooth, one of the slave tooth that made his dentures. Yeah. And she went to his home in Mount Vernon, and they had, you know, his whole bedroom there. They had the plastic thing where you can't go in, but you can sort of stick your head in the window and look inside mm-hmm. the, from the, like the hallway. And so Terry said that she went to George Washington's bedroom and she stuck her head through the hole in the door. And she said it was really, really cold in there, which you know what that means, ghost. So <laughs> she was terrified because it was hot. They were like, it's so hot here. I don't know if she taken off all her clothes as I have done. But that's what she- I wish there were some ghosts around here to be colder. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall, I take that personally. But anyway, she put her head in, and she was looking around. She, you know, there's a lot of delicate things that uh, that belong to George that were there, and she was really soaking it in, even though it was really cold. But then she started to see a figure in the mirror, and she couldn't make it out. But she could tell, you know, you know, how people in ghost stories they can just tell, oh, this is a malevolent evil spirit and she could feel it and she thought oh is this George coming back he's mad stuff in the room started rattling like the other teeth that are off of his slave dentures and you know one of his riding crops and one of his toupees they started all rattling in the room and Terry was like what is going on and her friends outside they were not even paying attention it was seemed to you know go right over them and she said stuff started just flying around the room and the cold spot kept getting colder and there was what do you call it when you you know you see your breath because how cold it is oh yeah that what do you call that Um, science quiz yep uh like it's not condensation it's um (laughs) Is it very important to the story, boy? No, no, it's not. Okay, so anyway, she saw this, and suddenly she saw in the mirror the face emerged, and it was the face of Martha Washington. And she was there, and she was screaming. Her face was gray. She had white hair flying everywhere. She said, get out, get out. Nobody ever talks about me. They only talk about George and his slave teeth. Get out, get out. And so Terry was freaking, right? And she took a step back, and she said, and you saw her friends there, the group of other temps that she temps with sometimes. And she said, oh, gosh, I was in there, that George Washington thing for so long. How long was I? In there, it felt like 40 minutes at least. Was it got to be 38 to 42 minutes? And they said, No, Terry, you were only in there very temporarily. You were only in there for 38 seconds. And oh, and she just almost, she almost fainted. She went ahead and fell because she felt like she was going to faint. And then she, in mid 
fall, she thought, I'm, I'm gonna not pass out. But she just couldn't, you know, she went ahead and fell, they picked her up. And, but it was very scary, a terrifying, Terry the Temp tale, all true. Oh, oh, sounds very strange, Sugarlump. Whoa, poor Terry, indeed. We'll say an extra prayer for her tonight. Oh, absolutely. And speaking of our prayers, Sugarlump, oh, isn't it about time for us to be turning in to our tent and saying our prayers? Well, that's a wonderful idea. Now, are you guys finished with the show? No. Are, no. Uh, we still have one more segment. Oh, yeah. But we can just do it here at the campfire. We'll just do it here. Well, yeah, we'll just do it here. I don't want to move this stuff back I in. Know, I don't either. Oh, dear, well, we're going to turn in for the night. Have a wonderful oh, evening, yes. boys. <laughs> All right. Have fun, boys. Oh, dear, we got a pair of prayers before we clean our face. Oh, Cliff, now, I do have something to report. Um, good news, turns out. I was right. The process for uh, breathing in cold weather and seeing your your breath is called condensation. Hey, how about that? Just same stuff that Never appears. heard that before. On your glass. Yep. There you go. That's why I thought, well, it can't be right, because that's what that is. Anyway. All right, Kendall. I, I, we should have known that you knew the science channel answers. <laughs> science channel my ass, Cliff. It's time for songs you should know. Oh, my God. that makes you want to sing out loud. And here's oh. your shirtless host, Cliff shirtless. and Kendall. Not putting it on at this point. Kendall, recently I've had experiences where I thought, you know what, enough strangers have seen me naked. I don't care now if people I know do. It's mm-hmm. If Kendall judges me, that's his fault. Right? I ain't gonna judge you. I've seen you naked plenty of times. I know. That's why I just used you. You were the only person I could think of right off because you're right here. It is hard to think of anything else when all you can see is this fat here. Well, all right, Kendall, I didn't want to say that. All right, yes. I'm glad you didn't. All right, here we go. Let's. I'm gonna start us out. Start it. Looks like nothing's gonna change Everything still remains the same I can't do what ten people tell me to do So I guess I'll remain the same Listen Sitting here resting my bones Sitting here resting my bones? Um, And this loneliness won't leave me alone Oh, oh, you're getting the tune On the dock of the bay Two thousand miles away. away. I'm getting the tune. I had it at the very start. <laughs> well, you had something, Kendall. You had a lot of hot spa, but I don't know if oh. you had the tune, Kendall. I'll tell you what, I had a lot of. That's right, Kendall. Kendall, you, you are possessed now. Remember how I was possessed at the beginning of the ghost <laughs> stories? Now it's you it's and demons around the the woods. You got to let them go, Kendall. You got to let them go, <laughs> Kendall. Love is like a bomb, baby, come on, get it on. Living like a lover with a radar phone. Looking like a tramp, like a video vamp. Demolition woman, can I be your man? Um, is that, uh, is that pour some sugar on me? Ooh, in the name of love, pour some sugar some on sugar me. Some sugar on me. I'm hot, sticky, sweet. Oh. Love it. I think of that when I think of bran flakes. Pour some sugar. On me. Now, I wouldn't mind uh, if you did have some sugar, just stopping by and pouring it on me. I would take it. All right, Cliff, here we go. All right, <clears> let's go. Uh, let's see. Uh. Since the return of her stay on the moon, she listens like spring and she talks like June. Hey. 
Uh, it's this one of those terrible train songs. Yep, that's it. Well, right. What is it called? Oh, <laughs> awful. Good God. Meet Jupiter. Meet Virginia. Drops of Jupiter. Drops of Jupiter. <laughs> Meet Jupiter. <All> right. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Kendall, do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? I am one of those melodramatic fools, neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it. Sometimes Kendall gives me the creeps. I know this song. Um, I don't know the name of it. Well, Kendall, it's what you have been declared by Dr. Blathers time and time again, a basket case. Fat ass? Oh, basket case. Oh, different doctor called me fat ass. Okay. Oh, that was your fat specialist. Yep, 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 yep. When my soul was in the lost and found, you come along, long and claim, claim it. I didn't know what was wrong with me. Till your kiss helped me name it. Kendall, do you? Now I'm no longer doubtful yeah. of what I'm living for. Oh, Kendall, this is the Murphy Brown anthem, Natural Woman. You make me, you make like a natural fatso, Kendall, load up <laughs> on guns, bring your friends, it's fun to lose and to pretend she's overboard and self-assured, oh no, I know a dirty word, hello, 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 hollow, hello, 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 hollow, hello, 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 hollow. Hello, 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 hello. Do you know it? Was that hello? No! With the <laughs> lights out, it's less dangerous. Here we are now. Entertain us. I feel stupid. This is about us, and it's stupid and contagious. Here we are now. Yes, Kendall. What's that odor? It smells like teen spirit. Is that what that smell is? That's it. I thought it was irritable bowel waste mixed with vomit. Well, it's a lot of things, but, you know, the overarching flavor is teen spirit. Okay, well, Cliff, I am no longer singing to you. I'm afraid all this singing is going to attract some big feet. Oh, all right, Kendall. Uh, maybe Crockpot and her Chewbacca costume will reappear. <laughs> Well, you know, that whole experience just got me a little nervous about the whole thing. I know. You're very nervous, and we want you to feel better, and we're sitting here by this hot, hot fire, and I, I'm just not even going to put up the stuff from the booth. I'll just put it in the booth in the morning. I've got to go over to my tent, got to put some ice down my pants or something. It's too hot I'm going to go here. jump in the lake. Go jump. Now, when I think of that lake over there, I just imagine... So many fish and mud and fish hooks on the bottom of the muddy floor. It's like walking on diarrhea. I'm not going to touch the bottom. Oh, 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 Every night, as I prepare for a sleep to take, I pray the aliens, my body,